the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Jess Kirkpatrick, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Ladies, here's the best way to keep your floors beautiful. Don't walk on them. Now, that doesn't mean to move into the garage. Simply polish your floors with Johnson's Paste Wax. And instead of walking on your floors, you'll be walking on a shining, glowing film of wax. Between your hard shoes and floors, there'll be a gleaming coat of tough wax. Your floors will be more beautiful, they'll last longer, they'll be so easy to keep clean. Your furniture, too, will take on a new warm beauty if you polish it with genuine Johnson's Paste Wax. Tables, chairs, lamps, things made of leather, they'll all glow with a warm luster so beautiful you'll want to touch them every time you walk by. Believe me, there's no better way to make your floors and furniture more lovely and to protect them than to polish them with Johnson's Paste Wax. There's no better way, because there's no finer wax than genuine Johnson's Wax to bring out the beauty of the home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. Just to invent a statistic, there are 2,704,613 men and boys in the United States who do parlor magic. And the number is increasing by the hour. You want to hear it increase by one? Then step into the Wistful Vista Magic Shop and join Fibber McGee and Molly. Hi, Chet. Remember me? I'm Fibber McGee. Yeah. This is my wife, Molly. How do you do, I'm sure? I was in here last October, Chet, and bought a set of rubber rabbits, Chet, for a dollar. Oh, yeah, the uh, multiplying rabbits. Yeah. Well, what other kind is there? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing, Chet. The Elks Club is holding a smoker, see? They are? Well, what'd he do, burn one of the chairs? Oh, no. He means they're putting on an entertainment, Mr. Moore. Oh. Yeah, next week. Local town entirely, and I want to surprise him. I want to work up some tricks. A few card tricks, a couple of delusions, and wind up with something terrific, see? Like maybe being handcuffed and roped and sealed into a trunk full of battery acid and lowered into the river or something like that. Oh, yeah. oh uh... well, you, do you know any rope tricks? Does he? Why, he can make a five-cent cigar last practically all day. Well, I'll work up a routine you can handle few card tricks and vanishing a lighted cigarette and tricks with silk scarves and one good rope escape trick. Great, great, great. You're my, you're my man, Chet. All right. And uh, if you'll just wait here a few minutes, I'll get some stuff together and go over it with you. Okay. Uh, excuse me, Miss McGee. Oh, certainly, Mr. Morris. Oh, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with this, McGee. Yeah, I do, too. I'm such a show-off, anyway. <laughs> Boy, I can just see them Elks faces when they see me come Well, up. for goodness sakes, McGee, look who just came in. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, my dear. Hi, Doc. And what are you doing in the magic shop, Fumble Thumb? <laughs> if you're trying to find out how to make yourself disappear, please do so and have them send me the bill. <laughs> Look, you stuffy old stand-in for a tired stork. Just because I have the energy and initiative to learn something new to entertain with at the Elks Club Smoker next week, whereas you'll probably get up there and make an annual fool of yourself pulling the wings off a poor butterfly with your wheezy old concertina that you got for three bucks in a hawk shop in 1911. Don't think I... Won't think I mean... Why don't you... What was I starting out to say? 
Well, no one will ever know, sweetheart, and let's keep it that way. Uh, may I ask what you're doing in here, Doctor? Are you a magician? Is he a magician? You ever see his wizard thermometer? He sticks it under your tongue and pulls 300 bucks out of your pocket. <laughs> Look, wobble jaw. I'm an even-tempered man, and I dislike to brawl in public. But a few more of your snide comments, and I shall be forced to throw a few knuckles into your unpaid-for teeth. <laughs> who's going to throw whose knuckles into whose what? Why, you creaky old has-been that never was, you make one move toward me, and I'll stomp your mushy old frame right into the woodwork. Oh, yes? Don't forget I've seen your muscles, such as they are. Uh... And I happen to know you couldn't go two rounds with Margaret O'Brien. <laughs> You are softer than the obligato to Mother McCree. And you couldn't punch your way out of a snowbank. Oh, no? Well, for your information, I got out of a snowbank. Oh, now, boys, boys, boys. My goodness, after uh, all. Mr. McGee, I have a few tricks that I think will do. All the instructions and some books. Oh, uh, hello, Doctor. Hello, Chet. Oh, do you know Doc Gamble, Chet? Mm-hmm. That's great. Doc's one of my best and oldest friends. How about it, Doc? You old pal? Yes, ours is a very strong friendship, Chet. You betcha. On a warm day, you can smell it for 50 miles. <laughs> Hey, Chet, did you get me a bird deck? Yeah, right here, Doctor. I'll put it on the account. Thanks very much. Good day, my dear. So long, McGee. Dear old boy. So long, lovely old man. (laughs) Ah, good old Doc. I'd cut my right arm off for him, and he knows it. Yeah. Only he'd want to do it himself and charge me 150 bucks for it. (laughs) Well, thanks, Chet. This is wonderful. Come on, Molly. Goodbye, Mr. Molly. So long, Chet. Boy, oh, boy. This is just what I wanted, Molly. You know, this might start me on a whole new career. It might as that. Yeah. As the farmer said when he bought the plow, this will open up an entirely new field for me. <laughs> I can call myself Mysterious McGee, the mental marvel. Master of millions of magnificent mysteries and making monkeys of many minor manipulators from Michigan to Mexico as he manipulates... Hold it, hold it, Mysterious. Here hmm? comes Mr. Wimple. Oh. Hello there, Mr. Wimple. Oh, hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> Taking a little stroll, Mr. Wimple? Yes, in a way, Mrs. McGee. But mostly I'm sort of a refugee. Mm -hmm. Sweetie face, that's my big old wife, you know. Yes, we know. She's giving a bridge party for a lot of matrons. What do you mean, matrons? Older women? No, I mean matrons from the county jail. (laughs) Sweetie face used to be a guard in the women's section down there, you know. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes. But when she wanted me to put on an apron and serve the tea, I just stamped my foot and refused. Well, good boy, Wim. That's the old spirit. What was her reaction to that? Well, it was rather surprising, Mr. McGee. She got down on her knees and pleaded with me. But you just stood there with courage and determination. Well, no. <laughs> you see, she was kneeling on my neck. Wimp, I predicted one of these days you got to have a showdown with that woman. Show her who wears the... I mean, let her know who's boss around there. She already knows that, Mr. McGee. She is. You mean you never really put up a strong protest, Mr. Wimple? Well, yes. I did once. <laughs> I really told her off. You did? I stared right at her and said, Look here, sweetie face, I said. I didn't even raise my voice. Mm. Look here, you old fright wig, I said. <laughs> From now on, I'm running this house. From now on, you do what I say. You lay a hand on me once more, I said, and I'll... I'll pulverize you. Wow. And what did she say? 
didn't say a word. No? But she twitched a little, and I was so afraid she'd wake up that I ran into the bathroom. <laughs> locked the door and shinnied out the window. <laughs> well, I've got to be going now, folks. Goodbye. <laughs> from the orchestra and how soon? Conjuring with coins and cards. That's the one thing. Now, let me see. Oh, hey, here's a wonderful trick with a banana. You let the audience examine it, then ask somebody to peel it over an open dish. They peel it, and the banana is already sliced. Heavenly days, that yeah. is clever. How do you do that? With a needle. You puncture the skin, work the needle in an arc, see, thus slicing the banana without apparently busting the skin. I right? see. And there's some clever pattern that goes with that trick, too. Well, I can just imagine. Yeah. It's all given right here in the book. As I pick up the banana, I say kind of casual, I say, a friend of mine named Abe and his sister Anna were walking down the street the other day, and somebody said, here comes Abe and Anna. <laughs> Don't you get it, kiddo? Abe and Anna, it's a pun. If you say Abe and Anna fast, it sounds like a banana, see? <laughs> Personally, I think it's kind of corny. funny, McGee. Well, I've spoiled you, Snooky. You've heard me pull so many good jokes around here, a gag has got to be dynamite to make you smile. <laughs> but the guys at the Elks Club, from whom I'm going to do this... Come in. Oh, it's the weatherman, McGee, Mr. Williams. Come in, Mr. Williams. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi. Oh, am I interrupting a game of gin rummy or something? Gin rummy? Oh, oh, you mean the deck of cards. No, I'm just practicing a few card tricks, Foggy. Ever do any sleight of hand yourself, like pulling stuff out of a hat and stuff? Where do you think we get our weather forecasts? <laughs> Tell Mr. Williams a card trick, dearie. Uh, show him the one where you let him pick a card out of the deck. Uh, show him that one. Okay. Here, Foggy. Take a card. Any card. I don't care which one. Just any card. Go ahead. Take a card. No, I, I'm sorry. I can't. Why not, Mr. Williams? I promised my mother I wouldn't touch tobacco or playing cards until I was 21. 
not 21 yet? Well, I don't know. Huh? The courthouse in my hometown burned down with all the birth records. Oh. <laughs> For all I know, I may not have been born yet. <laughs> it worries me sometimes, too, because when I am born, I might be a Shetland pony. Well, that'd really be a horse on you, Foggy. Yes. <laughs> well, if you'll excuse me, I must get home and call our county observation station. Checking up on something, Mr. Williams? Yes, yes. I had a very lengthy argument with our man out there yesterday, Mrs. McGee. My observations indicated a violent tornado headed that way, but he insisted it was impossible. Very stubborn fellow. Mm, did you finally convince him you were right? I'm afraid not. He was seen passing over western Arkansas this morning, still shaking his head. <laughs> Well, good day, probably. Come on, Father. Well, I wish I'd had my rope trick worked up so I could have showed him that. That's a lulu, Snooky. You see, I get some member of the audience to come up on the stage, see, and trust me up like a bale of hay. Mm-hmm. Then they put a screen in front of me, the orchestra plays the billboard march, and in about ten seconds, out I come, absolutely free, and show them the ropes with the knots still tied. Well, how do you do that? I don't know. I haven't read the instructions yet, but... <laughs> I got the rope right here, see? This is the rope trick that's going to be the... Hello, folks. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Just in time for a bit of mystification. Have a chair. Okay. Now then, in my left hand, I have a silver half dollar. Right? Right. 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 I swing my arm upwards, and Alakazana Mizzou. The coin has disappeared. <laughs> know where it went, Junior? Sure. It's on the floor right behind you. Right. <laughs> I must have held it wrong, there's a little hook on it that's supposed to catch in the back of my pant legs and hang there. <laughs> Thought I told it, but I get... Oh, well, that's childish stuff anyway. I'm going to specialize on the escape tricks. He's working up a magic act for the elk smoker, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, you interested in Ledger Derman, Junior? Ledger Derman, that means magic. Yes, yes, I know. And yes, I am in a way. I sell it. You sell magic? What do you mean, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, Molly. Won't you ever learn not to ask questions like that? Well, I mean, selling Johnson's self-polishing glow coat is selling magic, Molly. See? The way glow coat brings out the beauty and color of a tire linoleum and eliminates old-fashioned rubbing, buffing, and scrubbing is nothing else than sheer magic. Yeah, but sleight of hand is a slightly different... Even a housewife who is slight of hand and slender of figure can apply Johnson's glow coat because it's so easy. You just pour a little out, spread it around with a long-handled appliance. Well, I think McGee means that certain tricks are more easy As I was saying, there are certain tricks that smart housewives learn that saves them hours and hours of time and trouble. Oh. And glow coat is one of them. Makes linoleum sparkle with a protective gloss with such a minimum of time and effort. Ah, uh, look, uh, Waxy. Yes, pal. Is it possible to hold a conversation with you without you ringing in a commercial? Well, now, let me think. No, I guess not. I don't <laughs> Well, how'd you ever talk to your wife long enough to ask her to marry you? Oh, I just said, honey, I said, stick out the third finger of your left hand and close your eyes. And she did. And you slipped a cheap diamond ring on it, and that was it, eh? No, no. I tied a little string around it. That was to remind her to get some more glow coat. She was all out. <laughs> well, her eyes filled with tears on account of how I was so thoughtful. Aww. And then I said, look, baby, I said, why don't you marry me and let me take care of the glow coat? What'd she say? She said, okay, go home. Me too. Okay, so long. <laughs> now, hand me that rope, will you, kiddo? Thanks. Now, let me see the book. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, when I do this act at the Elks Club next week, you you be my assistant, won't you? Hand me hand me stuff and stuff. <laughs> hand me stuff and stuff. What? If you want me to, dearie. Why, but... certainly I want you. Right up there beside me, Tootsie. You're cute and pretty. You'll give the act class. 
Thank you, sweet. Well, I'll be glad to help you. Good. Now, let me see now. How to saw a woman in half. <laughs> Take a large saw and a small woman. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, McGee. Your assistant just resigned. Huh? Oh, yeah, but no. Well, you go ahead and practice your magic, dearie. I'll go upstairs and sort the laundry. Sawing a woman in half, for goodness sake. <laughs> okay, baby. Ah, there goes a good kid. It's a wise woman that knows when to give her husband enough rope. And I doubt if this is one of the times. Because if I don't get things all fouled up at that elk smoker, I'll come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, Katie. Come in. Okay. What you doing, mister? What you doing? What you? I'm doing some magic, sis. Don't touch any of my equipment there now. I'm working up an act. Do you like magic? Oh, boy, I love magic. My uncle is a magician, too, I bet you. He is, eh? Yeah, he... Hmm? I says he is, eh? He's what? A magician. Who? Your uncle. Which one? I got lots of uncles. <laughs> How do I know? Well, I just told you. Told me what? That I got lots of uncles. Who has? I have. I know it. <laughs> and one of them is a magician. Sure. That's my Uncle Elmer. He's a farmer. <laughs> now, wait a minute. He's a magician and a farmer? What can he do? Uh, can he wave his hands over the white handkerchief and turn it into a rabbit? No, but he can wave his stick at three cows and turn them into a pasture. <laughs> hey, do something, mister. Go on, do some magic. Go on. Well, now, let me see. I got a great watch trick, but I can't show you that one because I have to have somebody from the audience hand me a wristwatch and you wouldn't Oh, have a... well, here, mister. Here's the witch watch. You take this one. Oh, swell. Say, that's pretty. You must have had a good Christmas, sis. Oh, I had a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. I got all kinds of nice presents. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Nice... Now, wait. Wait till I get the book open to the watch. Now, let me see. I merely take my pocket handkerchief thus and wrap the watch in it. Thus. Oh, gee. Now I take this hammer. Mm-hmm. Now, let me see. It says, take the hammer and pound the watch out flat. There. There. Oh, boy. What happens now, mister? Now, just a minute now. Let me finish reading. It says, before using the hammer, be sure you have safely pounded the watch and slipped the dummy watch into the handkerchief. <laughs> Gosh, a dummy watch. Gee, mister, did you do something wrong? Oh, Katie, this is awful. I don't know what to say. The watch is ruined. It's a mess. Was it a very expensive watch, sis? Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't know. Huh? I just picked it up off the table for you when you asked me to hand you a watch. <laughs> it isn't my watch, mister. What? My wristwatch? Why, gee, this is worse than I thought. Oh, you're uh, a wonderful magician, mister. Huh? You can just wave a hammer and make a monkey of yourself. <laughs> The King's Men and Everline. Oh, Everline, my Everline. Oh, whisper to me, honey, you'll be mine. Way down yonder in the old cornfield for you, I find. Sweeter than the honey to the honeybee. I love you, say you love me. Meet me in the shade of the old apple tree. Heavy, heavy, heavy Everline. Oh, Everline, be
Except the rope escape, Molly. I'm working on that. Hey, here, help me tie this clothesline around me, will My you? goodness, with all that clothesline tangled around your neck, you look like an amateur cowboy trying to rope a cow against the wind. <laughs> now, you better be... Oh, wait a minute. Come in. Oh, hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Hello there, kids. Hey, what you doing with a rope around your neck, Johnny? Oh, I was just getting ready. Oh, don't do it, Johnny. Things can't be that bad, boy. Well, he's just going to see... Oh, me. reconsider, Johnny. Don't be hasty. What if you are a dismal failure in life? Huh? What if you have made a mess of your life? What if everything you touch does turn to mud? What if everybody does say you're just the sand and the crankcase of life? Oh, now, oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's not too late, Johnny. You're just a kid. Just a big kid. Probably when I was your age, Johnny, I was a failure, too. Not as bad as you are, but a failure. <laughs> and now, look at me. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna sell him, is it? <laughs> If I'm going to turn out like you, I'll... Oh, the world ain't so bad, son. It just looks bad. Of course, Europe is in a mess. Food prices are getting higher every day. Oh. I got no money. But money ain't everything, Johnny. <laughs> Can't think of anything it ain't, though. <laughs> but we always got our friends. <laughs> Can't think of any offhand, but we must have some. <laughs> well, as long as we got a home of our own, we... <laughs> Come to think of it, who's got a home? <laughs> got thrown out of my room this afternoon. Say, Johnny. Yeah? Hire me a loop on the other end of that rope, will you? <laughs> Size 14 and a half. Things are worse than I thought. Oh, no, Mr. Oldtimer, you're all mixed up. Sure. I'm just getting ready to do some rope escape tricks here, Oldtimer. As soon as I can get somebody to tie me up good, I'll bounce off these ropes like Jersey Joe Walcott. <laughs> That's pretty good, Joey, but that ain't the way I hit it. The way I hit it, one fellow says, tell the fellow, say, he says. I see where a bunch of government fellows are in trouble for speculating in wheat. That's so, says tell the fellow. I suppose the radio comedians will hop on that pretty quick. They're scared to, says the first feller. They all been speculating in corn. <laughs> well, I better get busy and practice escaping from this rope. Hey, where are you going, Molly? Aren't you going to stay in time? Oh, I'll have to do it when I get back, dearie. Huh? I almost forgot I have to run down to the grocery store. Oh, but yeah, but Molly... I'll be back in a half hour, so do you. Yeah, but... Uh... Oh, this is a fine state of how do you do. Nobody to tie me up. Oh, maybe if I go out on the porch, some neighbor will give me a hand. Oh, there comes Foggy Williams. I'll bet he... Oh, no. That ain't Foggy. Oh, he looks like a good guy, though. Hey, bud! You got a minute to spare? 
I'm in rather a hurry, mister, but what's on your mind? Look, bud, I wonder if you'd mind doing me a favor. <laughs> this may sound a little silly to you, but come on in the house. Now, go ahead. What's on your mind? Well, I'm practicing a little magic here, see? Some rope escape tricks like Houdini and those guys used to do, see? Yeah? So I wonder if you'd mind tying me up with this clothesline. My wife is out, and I want to practice getting loose before she gets back. You want me to tie you up? Yeah, just wrap this rope around me good, tie my feet and ankles. And... <laughs> well, this is a new one. Yeah, but give me the rope. I'll take a loop around your wrist. Yeah. Like this. And run it around. Yeah, lay, lay me down here on the damn board. Yeah. Now hitch around both ears. Ooh. And I'll loop it around your ankles. Not too tight now, buddy. You're strangling my ankles. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll loosen it a little. Yes, yeah, sir. Then around your knees a few times and... There. That tight enough? <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's swell, bud. Well, you've got some dandy knots in there. Oh, I, I took a course in knot tying. Some of those knots I invented myself. Yeah, this may take quite a while to get loose. These knots don't seem to slip. No, no, they won't slip. I appreciate all this cooperation. This is my business, you know. Your business? Tying people up? No, robbery. Huh? I'm a burglar by trade. Well, raise up a little. You're lying on your wallet. Uh, yeah. Put that back. What? You give me the give me the phone. Call the cops. Call my wife. Now, hey. now, just relax, Pop. This won't hurt a bit. Now, where do you keep your silver? In the sideboard? The silver? Why, no. The silver's right through that door, bud. That door there. Oh, I think. Uh, this one? That's the one. Just yank it off it, bud. Give me out of thinks he put some knots on me, does he? Now, huh. oh, if I can get hold of that book of instructions before he comes to, I'll phone the cops. The other day, a little boy came up to me on the street and said, Shine, mister? Well, that started me thinking. I wonder what would happen if a little boy came up to your door and said, Shine, lady? Your floors, I mean. Now, a bright young fellow would be armed with a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. With it, he could leave your kitchen linoleum and other floors shining and gleaming in just two shakes. You probably wouldn't hire him, though, for with Johnson's glow coat, you can do the job in two shakes yourself. It certainly is easy. You merely apply and let dry. There's no rubbing or buffing. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat shines as it dries. It gives your floors and linoleum a new look, a rich, lustrous new beauty. They're so easy to keep clean, too. A wipe with a damp cloth and dust, dirt, and spilled things vanish. Better not wait for a smart little boy, though. Get some glow coat in a few minutes and with very little effort. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat will protect and bring out the beauty of your floors. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the hall. And when the cops did get here, Molly, it took them ten minutes to find the guy under that pile of stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should have seen him trying to identify him with that moose head down over his shoulders. <laughs> they probably thought he was an elk. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at that pile of junk. Boy, that closet is dynamite. Yes. And someday I'm going to dynamite that closet. Mm. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlan.
Carlo Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.